The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers traveled to the Bubba Giles Fishing Company to try to get Adrian a job again. Meanwhile, Red befriended a shop owner. Richter was forced to walk through some stinky rain, and in the end, Adrian was hired and fired within ten minutes. So venture forth with us 
dear friends into the mythos. So evening has come to Helmfirth, and as you make your way away from um, uh, Adrian Diesel's most recent uh, failed job excursion, um, you have just kind of a couple moments in the car before you make your way back to the... Um, uh, the shipyards, which you were going to investigate further, uh, particularly at night, to kind of see what else you can suss out. Uh, it's getting very hard to see. Uh, the rain is very heavy, and it is getting increasingly dark as you drive down a, a long and winding road uh, through the trees. Is there anything you want to discuss on your way? Um, I, uh, well, I'll say this in character. I'll, t- I'll tell you guys. Um, uh, Richter reaches into his uh, coat pocket and pulls out the small book uh, and the passport because he pocketed those mm-hmm. um, and uh, presents them to Red, who I guess hasn't seen them yet. Uh, and we'll just say, um, we found these in the pharmacy where uh, Addy found the cultist hood. Um, there is a Mr. Eduardo passport here and um, one of uh, the books of, uh, it's, it's in Latin, but um, it appears to be the same as the one we found in the church basement. Uh, not used very much. Uh, I'll be happy if I never see another one of these again. Uh, That's the end of the show. <laughs> dun, 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 you did it. Red just drives off into the sunset. <laughs> she became a banker. <laughs> yeah, the car just splits in two. <laughs> She's got her own car that disappears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, uh, what does this guy look like? Do I, have, do I recognize him at all? In the passport? I don't think passports at that time had photos. I don't think really. Just, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, pre nine eleven. You know, color you me really educated then. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got it. That by color it. is red. <laughs> I, I got to buy a dog to bring on the boat. Oh, honey, you're not going on the boat. You were fired. No, I got fired from throwing stuff out the door. So I got to get a dog. We got to get a cage, and I got to go around. We're not going to get you. A, you have a cat, sweetie. Uh, well, I got sprinkles, but they said on the boat you could only have a dog. But you're so. not going on the boat anymore. You lost the job because you tried to set that woman's place on fire. Now, I understand why we all have very negative feelings towards whatever that disgusting hood was and what it represents. I wish I could remember. But the dogs <laughs> would sing so pretty, maybe I'd still get the job. You're not getting the job. Addie, but- can you roll me a spot hidden check, please? That is a fail. Um, I'm, not, I'm not that good. It's funny. <laughs> There's a sudden um, hard metallic thump, uh, and the windshield cracks um, as a body bounces off the windshield uh, and rolls off the, the hood of the car. Jesus, Addy. Uh, you distracted me. Pull over, please. Stop. Pull over. Oh, oh, I'm still driving, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like slowly stop because I don't, I don't want to spill the water. Uh, great. So you, you pull the car to a stop. Um, you can see clearly that like, uh, the windshield is, it's cracked. It's not shattered, but it's, it's definitely, um, there's an impact. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you book it out into the, I assume you're like getting out to go check. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you book it out into the rain and, um, there's no one there. I'm getting real tired of this. Is, uh, is it possible we, we, we threw him, uh, launched the body? Uh, lo- lo- look, look to the sides of the road, in, in, into the, the, the bush. Go ahead and roll me some checks. Okay, what are we rolling, Tom? Is this all spot hidden all around? Is this... <clears throat> uh, I mean, 
yeah, spot hidden would be fine. Um, track would be fine. How about jump? I got 20 and jump. <laughs> All right, yeah, you can go ahead and roll jump. Um, and just in case he went up, like gravity just failed. Yeah, and well, I'm just going to jump 45 feet in the air <laughs> and just take in the I, surrounding area. I fail. Success. Fail? Hard success Hard for success. Uh, spot hidden. This is a little better. What's my number for spot hidden? Oh, yeah, baby. That's a ring. Ooh, one away from a hard success, but regular success. Okay, wicked. Um, so, Adrian, you're you're squinting against the rain. Um, it smells really bad. Um, also, I think you are checking up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just in case. I got to find a dog. Yeah, fair enough. Um but for Red and Richter, as you begin to kind of look around the site, I think, Richter, you're pretty much always carrying a flashlight at this point, right? Um, I, uh, if I didn't, I can basically have one appear <laughs> with one of my skills. Sold. Um, so as the two of you begin to kind of search the area, you can definitely see that um, there are footprints um, that seem to kind of lead out onto... You can see just on the, the mud on the edge of the road. And we're talking like a gravel road. This isn't a, a, like okay. a nicely paved road. Um and then you can kind of see <clears throat> um, footsteps on the other side. So clearly, but not in the same place. It's not like someone walked directly across. Someone clearly stepped out onto the road, got hit, got up, and ran away. Can I follow those footprints? Unfortunately, as soon as it gets into the into the trees, it's too hard to follow. Hello? You hear rain. If you just want to make sure you're okay. Nothing but rain. I was going to say that we mean you no harm, but I feel like saying that is superfluous at this point. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a boat? Nothing but rain. As you make your way back to the car, um, you can see there's actually just a like a, a bit of fabric uh, that seems to be caught in the uh, the windshield. Um, and it, uh, it looks uh, sort of like a, a heavy, um, part of a heavy raincoat. What color? Uh, it's like a dark, dark gray. We're going to have to get a new car because this one's broken. We'll, we'll have to take this one as far as we can. The car's not broken. The windshield's a bit cracked. We've had worse. Okay. Does this mean you drive like Ace Ventura style with your head out the window now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's a stinky drive. <laughs> Stinkiest of drives. Um, all right. So you uh, do you want to continue to explore the forest? Again, it's, it's nighttime and it's raining, so it's not exactly a good... Nope. <laughs> Red is not going into the haunted forest at night. Right, so you pass the sign for the haunted forest on the way in. Um, okay, great. So you make your way um, back to the car, um, and I assume you're just going to kind of continue to, to drive, perhaps slower en route. Yeah, I mean, I think in her mind, she's like, well, it's not the first person I might have killed, and uh, they seem to be fine, so frankly, Jesus. like, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's what's going on in her brain. I, well, I know what Red did last summer. <laughs> oh, um, so many things. Adrian drives the same, but his head's out the window. All right, so you make your way um, back down towards the shipyard. Um, once you start to come into uh, up, up on the shipyard, um, you kind of see that the trees are cleared out, and it's kind of like a, a massive space. Uh, as you saw before. Um, however, uh, there's also, you can see kind of a, uh, a right turn you can take off this main drive. Um, it seems to, if you think about kind of like campsites and that sort of thing, it seems to be sort of a nearby site um, that's also been cleared. Uh, it's not the shipyard itself, but it might be kind of like a storage shed or a service shed or something of that ilk. Uh, 
Addy, take that road, please. I do so. Cool. And you can see that like the shipyard's mostly mostly closed down. There's no there's no lights on or anything. It seems seems dark. Um, aside from a one single light in the top part of it that seems to be probably where uh, Reggie McDonald sleeps. Um, so you take the side road uh, and it's bumpy. Uh, it's definitely muddy and the car is like having a, a hard time with it. Uh, but before long you come to like kind of almost a little paddock where there's like a fence and inside there's um, sort of a large work shed uh, for, for tools and that sort of thing. Um, and then probably like an outhouse and um, just a, a few crates. Uh, the door to the shed is uh, currently ajar. I stopped the car. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, check in the shed. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out I have a too. hunch. Okay, we'll all follow. Yeah. All I right. have my gun drawn. Oh. Um, okay, so you make your way slowly towards the shed. Um, the rain just kind of, again, soaking you to the skin as you do so. Um, I think you've kind of got one hand over your gun, just trying to keep it a little bit dry. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of down. I'm kind of, um, how do I paint this picture? Like, it's in her hand. She's kind of, kind of her hand, like, tucked into her. Sure. She's like cross-armed and gun coat. under armpit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not like if somebody were to, like a kid were to burst out, they're not like, oh, lady with a gun. It's just, it's prepped. Hmm. Cool. Um, so you make your way uh, to the shed. Um, and you can see uh, there's a, a light from a lantern flickering inside. Um, as you approach the door, can uh, whoever of you thinks you would do this, roll me a listen check, please. Mm, oh, I will, for sure. That's a hard success. Damn, you are rolling on yeah, fire. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm playing to my skills. <laughs> uh, Richter does have his flashlight out. Okay. I tried and failed, but I basically, I, the question more so isn't like, is he listening? It's just, does he hear something? Cool. Um, Red, you can hear uh, the lantern um, just kind of swinging back and forth a little bit, just that sort of like metallic creaking of uh, metal on metal. Um, and you can hear a, uh, a radio just faintly, sort of like faint warble of a, of, of a, a crooner singing a, a love song. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Uh, I'm going to attempt to appear inside the shed without being seen. Okay. So you edge the the door of the shed open. Um, There doesn't seem to be anyone inside. Um, You can see a uh, there's a cup of tea that's still steaming um, on a counter. Um... Looking around, it's clearly not somewhere anyone should be living, but um, it would seem that someone's definitely pulled some pallets over to kind of make a makeshift bed, um, and there's there's kind of like, you know, cans of food and that sort of thing around, um, sort of discarded haphazardly, um, a plate with like some beans on it just kind of sitting uh, next to the tea, uh, radio's on, uh, there's some uh, waterlogged books, um, but... Um, yeah, it looks like someone vacated this spot very, very quickly and very recently. Uh, can you roll me a spot hidden, please? Uh, Richter, are you keeping watch or are you investigating the shed? Uh, I'm behind her, probably shining a light on the shed. Um, if she's opened the door wide enough for me to see in, and it's a small space, it looks like, um, to see that it's empty, the next thing I would want to do is in this rain and muck, do I see footprints uh coming out of the shed, diverging from ours. Yes. They they don't seem to be hurried. They just seem to be sort of regular footsteps. What direction do they go in? Um, back up towards the road. Okay. I have a success in spot Success? Uh, and uh, Adrian, what do you think you're doing? I'm probably just looking around. Like, until I get told what to do, I basically just tail red and wait for instructions. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, Red, as you uh, look around this sort of small, uh, weird, improvised domicile, um, you can see, um, again, like the, everything seems kind of lived in, um, if a bit roughly. Um, you also see there seem to be some uh, scratch marks um, sort of around the door frame. Do they look like human scratch marks? They sure don't. Good. Um, that said, it doesn't look like the door was forced. Like forced open? Forced at all, yeah. It doesn't look like... So basically, there are scratch marks kind of around the, the door frame. Um, but so it doesn't look like somebody scratched in the door So let's or say if like the that. door opens inward, we're, we're standing yeah. outside looking in. Um, the door's open a crack. Um, kind of where the doorknob would be, you see some scratch marks along the oh, frame. On the outside of the building. But yes, but they they're don't... And actually on the inside as well, but you don't... It's not like this door was wrenched open. It just... There seem to be scratches around it. I see. Hmm. Okay. Got it. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm warring with like what my, what player knows versus like what <laughs> my character would think. Um, oh, welcome to Cthulhu. I know. That's a word none of you know <laughs> in game. Um, do I spot a gray raincoat? You do not. Okay. But you do see a rack, um, near the door, um, that is empty and you can see a pair of like ratty slippers. Um, on kind of a, a, a mat. Hey, what do you see? I don't... I'm trying to put the pieces together. I don't know. 
I also don't think that there's there's not enough for me to go on that we should just kind of let ourselves into this person's <laughs> domicile. Why not, though? Because it stinks out here. It does stink, but this is someone's house. Doesn't look like there's enough room for all three of us in there. I just worry that perhaps the person we hit might be coming back. I don't, I don't even know if this is their house. I am making wild assumptions right now. It's Are you afraid of people? No. Never. I don't fear people. I fear what I don't understand. Richter, roll me a spot hidden, please. Regular success. Um, as they're, they're discussing this, you're kind of scanning the room with your flashlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the edge of the carpet, there's sort of like a, like a really ratty, gross rug, like almost like a burlap rug. Um, you see um, one of the corners is kind of soaked with dried blood. I'll uh, bend down to uh, get a closer look at this carpet and also pull it. So you're going into the room, back. I assume, because yeah. we're not in yet. Yeah. Um, so you pull the rug away, mm-hmm. um, and you can see that uh, the floor underneath is, like, it's been scrubbed, but is clearly stained um, with kind of a, a circular blood pattern, almost as though it's soaked in. Well, that's interesting. Can we go in, or do we got to stay out here where it's stinky? Addie, I think we should go in, but I think, would you mind just watching the door? Okay. Uh, and I go inside, and I just sit down, and I just stare at the door. Fantastic. Cool. So, Red and Richter, you are investigating the, the blood stain. is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Red, you've seen uh, some crime scenes cleaned uh, unprofessionally before. Mm. That's what this is. <laughs> I've caused some, uh, <laughs> some yeah, crime scenes. Adrian isn't exactly a, a perfect scrubber of, uh, of crime scenes. No. So, um, yeah, it definitely looks like um, a, a body was likely left here too long, uh, or at least the blood was left too long, and so much so that it soaked into the wood. You can tell that as this is a service shed, it's untreated. So, if stuff gets on it, it just soaks. Mm. Um, but um, looking around the room, there doesn't seem to be any other evidence of that that you can see, um, other than just this corner that seemed to to get some. The rug looks like it was added after to just kind of gently tidy the place up. Um, Adrian, can you roll me a listen check while these two continue to talk? Sorry, uh, Tyler, you opened your mouth to yeah, yeah. to investigate. Uh, Red, uh, in your experience, um, how long would uh, something like this have been here? This this spot, this blood. Do you know these kinds of things? I certainly do know blood. <laughs> that's for sure. Sorry, Tom. How long was it? Uh, that the body would be there? Like hypothetically? Like how long ago kind of thing? How long ago? Um, recent enough that it like the recent enough that the blood is still recognizable on the, on the carpet. Like it, it's not like the wood. It's kind of hard to tell, but in terms of the carpet, like it's not that kind of brown crusty. Is it wet? Thing. It's not okay. okay, but it's it looks recent enough. If that yeah. makes any sense. Okay. Well, then that's what I'm going with. Recent enough to be a concern. I don't know to who. Well, I am concerned. Tom, I got a hard success. Yeah, um, you, you you're listening to the rain uh, as they continue to talk, and obviously they're they're all their like blood. You, you didn't work for Miami. PD's forensics unit. You don't know what any of this means. Yeah, um, there's salty jam on the floor. You got to wipe that up. Yeah. Um, 
the only your only real thought on it is that whoever cleaned it up did a bad job because you would do a much better job. Why does um, he know it's salty? Why do you He's think? He's obviously oh. tried to put it on toast. No. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> um, uh, so you're listening to the rain, and um, suddenly the rain uh, sounds irregular. So it's like, you know, there's just kind of a constant, almost soothing pattern. And then the pattern's kind of broken a little bit. Um, and you realize uh, that it's not just rain anymore. Uh, you're hearing footsteps on the roof. Cool. Uh, and you just... Is it? He's sort of like a dog. Like his focus doesn't go straight to the roof because he's like a dog when it knows the squirrel is close. He just shifts gently to be ready to run. He's going to try to figure out if he can which direction it's on. And if it goes off the roof, he's bolting. But he can't tell anybody. Yeah. So, um, Red and Richter, what are you doing? Um, uh, you do not hear this as you're discussing. And I, uh, yeah, and I probably wouldn't even notice the change in his body language yet. Um, no, I would, I think. I'm checking the sheets of the bed. Okay. Uh, found blood on, on a carpet. Are there blood on the sheets? Sure. Um, hmm. Can you roll me a first aid check? First aid. Uh, not second aid. I know that that one's probably a higher skill for you, but first aid. True. <laughs> I'm cool aid. It. Uh, and it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would, I would li- yeah. I would like to, oh, yeah. It's an <laughs> oh, yeah check. No, you need to roll hard success. You just shatter against the wall. Your body's made of glass. What are you doing? Your blood's everywhere. You burst through the wall 30 oh, seconds late. <laughs> so I did get a regular success. Regular success. Um, okay, so um, Richter, you start poking around uh, the sheets and you're looking for blood. Um, what's weird is uh, you actually find they're a bit damp. Mm. Um, and um, you don't find any blood per se, um, but there's definitely uh, the sort of uh, faint but somewhat recognizable odor uh, of sex. Hmm. I feel like that would be distantly recognizable for Richter. <laughs> yeah, I think for Richter, it's more like body odors and then associating it with the bed and then being like, hmm. Mm. One stinky person slept in this bed. <laughs> Excuse me? Or people for fucking, I don't know. Wow. <clears throat> well, what an interesting chain of events happened here. And I think, can I have noticed Addy at this point? Addie, when you've done this previously, uh, here's my real question, because I think in terms of the kind of like the inner life of Adrian, I'm wondering if stuff like this is stuff that Red, you actually have never noticed because it's just stuff he does. Like, well, you're fast talking. This is the kind of weird stuff he's been doing to keep you safe the whole time. Mm. Um, Because the difference for me, I guess, is that he's not like signaling you. He's just prepared to do a thing. And I wonder how much of that you're actually conscious of. I see. I'm still just staring at the door. Well, But also like, let me know. Like if you think this is the kind of thing that Red would have observed over time, that's fair. Um, I guess this is partially like an Adrian. How aware would you want Red to be of this sort of stuff? I don't think he'd tell her because it wasn't, that wasn't the job this time. And like, if somebody comes through the door, he's got to get the person coming through the right. door, but that could be good. Cause sometimes she would ask him to watch the door as a plan. So I think for him, it's like, he's going to run on like sneaky. Cause if he was told to watch the door, it means they're doing something. They're not supposed to be seen. And red, do you think you would, you would have your radar up for, for Adrian doing stuff like this? 
Uh, no. I think if I trust him to watch the door, I trust him to tell me if there's something wrong. So yeah, that's I, a fair point. Yeah, because I think I'm thinking in terms of like someone who really knows judo. And it's like, I wouldn't necessarily know someone who knows judo is like preparing for someone to jump them. I'd be like, yeah. holy shit, they flipped that person and they had no idea. And they're <laughs> like, well, no, I knew two minutes before it happened. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm just kind of standing in the middle of the room. I'm watching him do his thing. I think she's just thinking real hard right now. Cool. I will say if you wanted to like turn and talk to Adrian, you might notice that he's in this pose. I just mean passively. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Um, can you help me locate, um, if there was a couple here, can, is there anything around this shack that's, uh, his and hers, his and his, hers and hers? Matching toothbrushes. Something like that. Something evident that two people lived here. So Red, having run a hideout for a long time with a bunch Mm. of 'er ne'er-do-wells, um, you're quite accustomed to kind of like an improvised love shack situation. Indeed. Um, I think it's less that you can find matching anything more so that like looking at it the way he's indicating, you're like, oh, a hundred percent people were having sex in this bed. Right. But vacated it very quickly. Right. Um, and that is when, um, there is a soft thump at the door. Um, and in the darkness, uh, amidst the rain, Adrian, you just catch uh, the glint of a pair of reflective golden eyes uh, and a mouth full of razor sharp teeth, razor sharp teeth that hiss and then run off into the darkness. And I'm off like a fucking like gunshot went. I'm out the door. And then Adrian Diesel ran into the night. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan Laplante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are Dark alleys and sentinel by kai engel and our ads use the tracks no control and chiefs by jazzar j-a-h-z-z-a-r and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dum-dums and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. 
The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.